Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. All right, praise the Lord. How many excited about the kingdom of heaven? Woo, come on, somebody. What is the kingdom of heaven? Look at this. What I got, Mark chapter 1, I think I started with. We're going to start this brand new series, Mark 1.14. Mark 1.14 says this. Now after that, John was put in prison. We're going to put it up there. You're going to see this. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is how God does things. The kingdom of heaven is how God rules and reigns and does his thing. Okay? We live in an earth. This is democracy. Everybody's got an opinion about stuff. This whole month, this whole series is about you taking your kingdom position in the earth. Because how many of you know the earth doesn't think like you think, and the earth doesn't act like you act, and everything out there is not lined up with kingdom principles. So here's what I'm showing you, right? The kingdom of God is, this is how we do it, right? God's rule, God's reign, God's way of doing it, and then you go out in this earth, and everybody looks at you like, we don't do nothing the way you do it in the church. And the problem with that is this, you guys go out in that earth and you're like, hey, this is how we live, this is how I do. And there is so much antichrist in that earth that pushes against your system of beliefs from the kingdom that if you're not careful, you will almost get so wearied in your well-doing, you'll think, what does it matter if I, I got so much opposition, I'm just tired of it. And that's what it is. They're trying to wear you out. Come on. You put the TV on, and they are morally, God, disgusting. Come on, man. And they're trying to get you to swallow this stuff like this is okay, and you're supposed to be look church quiet over in the corner. Don't say nothing. And the minute you start saying something, this is not a political push. This is a mindset for you to be strong in your beliefs. Does that make sense? Like, the moment you start going, hey, this is what I believe, you guys come under pressure that, that yeah, you hate me, you just, it's not. No, it's kingdom principles that you live by that other people don't live by. And sometimes if you're not careful, what will happen is you'll start compromising because of pressure because that's exactly what it wants you to do. Let me not rock the boat and get in this thing. Nobody wants you to go run around with a bullhorn and get in trouble. But here's what I do want you to do. I want you to be solid in your beliefs because the pressure as it mounts from out there is not going to be easy for you to overcome if you're kind of like a little wishy-washy in your kingdom mindset. I'm not saying you are, but how many of you know when everybody's looking at you? Because think about it. This thing's getting wilder and weirder by the minute, and now it's like, oh, what, you know, what do you got to say about marriage? I said what the Bible says about marriage. What do you say about marriage? That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say nothing about nothing else but what I say. And if you don't like it, don't ask. And you know what? If your neighbors ask you a question, they don't like the answer. That don't mean you hate nobody. That's just what I believe. I believe I go to church, I bring my tithe. Do you believe that? No. Then mind your business. Go down to the bar and do whatever you do with your money. It's your money. Shut your mouth. Come on, look. I, I'm just being straight, man. This is why. And then you go out. My kids, look, how many of you got this with the kids, right? When the kids were look, like, how come we can't do that? Because that's not what we do in this house. That's it. There ain't no other way to run. My other friends get to. I don't care. Your other friends, what they get to do. I, half the parents are nuts. They're nuts. 
This thing, he was going somewhere the other day, I ain't going to mention no names. I said, are these people crazy? You ain't even going to go up in the house doing that nonsense. Are you kidding me? You can forget that. And the parents sign off on this. They're as half nuts as anybody else. Right? right? No. And then you show up with morality or you show up with ethics or you show up with a, a, a compass on the inside that say, hey, this is if it's right or wrong. We ain't down with it. And everybody looks at you like, hey, you're killing the block party. Yeah, big deal. Kill the block party. I don't really care. You want to know what I really believe? Ask me. I got all day. They don't want to know. Look, now here's the thing. I'm not going to go running around town telling everybody stuff. But if something comes to me and I respond kingdom mentality and you get mad about it, I am not going to compromise what I believe for your insanity. Come on. Come on. Stop it. You know, I was telling them, I was telling them in the morning, and, uh, and they laughed, and Karen actually looked it up. It was cute, right? Le- yesterday, I was sitting at this thing, and I'm flipping through the phone, and one of these wackadoo places, one of these wacko states, right? You, you figure it out on the ride home. They literally said a bee was categorized to be like a fish. Did you see that? Don't, don't say it out loud because I don't need no way to come and try to find me because I'll knock somebody out and then I got to repent about it. Trust me. Because I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm not right. But it's okay. God, I'm going to heaven. So if you, I can go to heaven, you're going to all go to heaven. I read this. I said, this is the most ludicrous. This is insanity. Like, who believes this stupid stuff? And I went like this. You read it? I, am I wrong, Billy? I'm like, you got to be kidding. And you want us to believe this stuff. Like, okay, you came up with this. No wonder why. Now, look, it might be whatever. It could be a spaceship for all I care. All I'm saying is, if you guys want to come up with all this wild whatever, that doesn't mean I got to be part of it. And just because I don't want to be part of it because I have a different set of guidance, don't get mad at me. Now, here's the problem with you guys. The moment you start sharing a little bit of this stuff, what do you get? Yeah. Oh, you guys are intolerable. Oh, you guys are resistant. Oh, you guys are this. Oh, yeah. No, I have a moral compass, and that's the way it's going to fly. So why is this? Why are we having this month? Because you better stand your ground. You ain't got to go running down the street telling everybody what you believe. But when you get backed in the corner, don't compromise what you believe because everybody else ain't part of the party. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, we ain't going to do this up in this house, and that's just the way this house is going to roll. You don't like it? You know, and then the kids, right? I don't want to go to church. You pay the bills? That's right. You know what I'm saying? You give it any kind of contribution inside this house besides taking all my money? That's right. No, then shut up and get in the car. And some of you parents, you need your head fixed. That's right. Did he just say that? Yeah, fix your head. You got a teenager who pay three bucks a week in the house, don't contribute jack, and they tell you, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm not going. Yeah, last time I cared, I don't care. Guess what? Get in the car, shut up, and go. Hello? They tired. They sleeping. Get up. My sleep. I thought about going to grandma's house on Saturday morning. You were good. You used to let me sleep. That lady didn't let you sleep. I laid in the bed, and she was pulling the sheets off the bed. I'm like, what's going on here? It's like a ride. She's like, you getting up because I'm doing laundry, and that's the way it's going around here on Saturday morning. I was like, praise be to God. I guess that grandma's house is how we roll. I didn't go, I boycott. I'm leaving. She would have probably slapped the tar at me and said, leave. Where are you going? Come on, stop it. I'm not, look, guys, I don't want to be that guy. All right, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your house stuff, but I'm not telling you to get weird. I understand teenagers. I got them. And I'm not trying to be that. But look, man. I can't let those little jokers do what they want to do. I got to tell those little jokers what's up. You don't think you get a little resistance? You know, you know, you know many friends? How many started serving God and you got a brand new source of friends? Right? 
How many of you got that friend? I still got those friends that cuss on the phone. You know, it's kind of cute, right? <laughs> the other day I was talking to my buddy. I talked to my buddy. I hope he doesn't watch. But he was, I'm sorry. Man, he's in the dang smoking a cigar. I'm like, hey, what's going on, bro? He's like, beep. I was like, oh, he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I know. I forgot. I was like, no, nah, I laugh. I started laughing. <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, it's cool. I was like, nah, it's good, dude. Just let it fly. Don't worry about it. I'm all right. I'm big enough. I can take it, you know? But what am I saying? They don't know how to respond to you. In certain things, and we're not trying to freak people out or, or, or get like that. But how many, you know, we cannot compromise the standard of Christianity right. because the world's getting darker right. and you can't get quieter. Yeah, you got to do your thing now, man. Come on, look. Hey, man, look, you know what? I mean, you might not know the difference between a boy and a girl, but I do. So if you need help, come see me. I'll tell you what's up. It's not hard. I go, yo, that right there, that's a dude. That right there, that's a girl. And if we got to figure it out, we'll get a screen test or something. I don't know. Some, one of the girls going to back and come out and tell me. I don't know. Look, man, I'm not trying to be a buster. We got to stop. We got to lose this crazy off the wall. And I, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. You could go out there and say you're a Muppet for crying out loud. I don't care what you do. But just because I don't do it. Don't come in here and don't come in our value system and say your value system is messed up because your morality is out the window. You can take a walk. We serve a king. We live in a kingdom. I'm rolling with the king. I'm rolling with the kingdom. I'm not compromising his principles on his what? Properties. I'm not going outside the book. And I got news for you. If you even thinking of getting outside of this rule and reign for that insanity, you're crazy. Stay close. Yep. Stay tight. Yep. Stay there, man. And then you got to say, oh, I want to go yell at everybody. I ain't yelling at nobody in the White House. You're supposed to be praying for everybody in the White House. Yep. You got these fools running around talking about authority. Foolish. Yep. Every authority came from God. Go read Romans 13 and try to get around it. You might not like it, but pray about it. But you ain't going to publicly oppose it. You can't do that. That's the Bible. Read Romans 13 and try to get around. He said, all authority came from God, and if you don't submit unto the authority that God put, you're resisting God. You're in rebellion. I'm not happy with it, and behind closed doors, I will tell you what I think about it, but I don't want to get you in trouble, because the minute I start to teach you to be disrespectful, you will become. I'm accountable for you and your behaviors. You got to pray. I ain't happy about some of it. Are you? You got to pray. And then it was like, well, praying ain't enough. Well, what are you going to do? You know, you got to open your mouth, but what are you going to do? Storm the place like a bunch of wackos and go to, come on, man. You can't. Your weapons are your worth for not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. You want to change the world? Get God in it. Best you can and then go from there. But you know what I'm saying, all right? So look at these principles, right? That's, that's a lot, but it's a little, okay? I'm only going to go 10, 15 minutes today. You can tell I'm going to get too hungry and mess everybody up. Look. Mark 1.14. No, this is important because we live in a kingdom, man, with a king. We were, I was in Belgium. I don't think she was even with me that time. I said, what is going on here, man? They shut the whole thing down. He's like, well, the prince is becoming the king, and the whole place was shut. Like, the, all of Belgium, Brussels was shut because the prince was now becoming king. I was like, I don't understand this. We don't think like this here. You know, they're like, we're going to have a parade, and this joker. I was like, where does he live? And the thing was like, forget about it long. It was like from Nova to Ridgewood, the house. Like, I was like, dude, this joker's living. But he was the king. And he was going to the palace and take over rule and reign. I get it, right? But we're so, so, so democracy-driven because we, we live in, we have an opinion about everything, which is fine. 
That's freedom. But guess what? Too much freedom makes you rebellious. So you have to have some sort of restraint. So when morality goes out the window, there's no more restraint. So you got a restraintless world and you wonder if it's going to get better. It's not going to get better. And let me explain something to you about this. And this is very touchy and I don't know why I'm going here, but I'm going to go here. When you have, no, I'm going to tell you right here now. This is true because this is what people think. People want to get into, you know, gun, pro-gun. I'm not getting into that. I'm getting into this. When you have more value about a jewelry store than the school system of the world, you got a stinking problem in your country. Because every high-end store I go in, there's a military guy sitting out there with a gun to buy a stupid bag. I got to go through security. Listen to me and pay attention. Guns are not bad. Wake up, genius. People are bad. And, if, and guess what? If you take it away from everybody, only the bad guys are going to have them, and you're not going to want that. Thank you very much. Don't write me a letter. I'll burn it, and then I might kick you out of the church. So, Because I'll do what I want. So that's that. So come back in here. I walk in a high-end store at Millennial Mall. Go there. Walk around. See what you see at the door. A cat strap. And he ain't strapped with a BB gun. He got a gun. Well, why does he got a gun? Because it's valuable stuff in there, and nobody wants you to steal it. Let me tell you the most valuable stuff we got are these kids. Go stick some dude out there that knows what to do. And put them out there and protect them. And you ain't got to worry about a lot of this stuff. And let God back in. Okay? This is not a pet peeve. But when we got more common sense to lock up a jewelry store with stupid leather goods in it. And we're going to leave the front door of systems and places of people that we love and care about. We are losing our mind. Because you are not going to stop the nutness of going on. You got to enforce it with what? Dominion. That's the truth. Like it or lump it. You go to New York, you walk in t- Tiffany, guess what? There's security everywhere. Why? Valuables. You go here, you go there. Why? Go, you ever go to a bank? You ever go to a bank? You ever go to a good bank? You ever go to a bank in a sketchy neighborhood? You ever see the sketchy neighborhood bank? Some of you don't play no games. You don't lie. You know what I'm saying, right? You ever go to the neighborhood? The neighborhood ain't too hot and you a little sketchy? Neighbor, what'd you see? Security. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see these armored trucks ride around? That guy walking around in those bags? Yeah. He got a tank That's right. protecting money. That's right. Yeah, well, you, when, you got more, when you got more regard to protecting money than you do the future, yeah, you telling me what you serving, bro. You going to go blow billions of dollars all over the world with nonsense. Somebody better wake up, bro. Look, you're going to take long to figure this out. Invite me somewhere for a week. I'll show you how to do it. Figure out what your priorities are. And everybody want to go write a book, get mad and scream and yell and all this. I'm, a, I'm in the kingdom with a king. And we, we look, you think this is going to get better? You got antichrist. The devil is running rampant in the earth. And the church and the world sitting there going, is it going to get better? No, it's going to get worse. How many times have I been telling you this is going to get worse? Okay, so that's my political rant. Let me preach the gospel. Mark 1, 14, okay? Somebody's going to try to write me a letter. You know I don't read those things, right? Oh, all my hate mail, you know I don't read that stuff, right? I don't get much. But when I did get one, I deleted it. Pastor Liz thinks I'm so awesome when I did it. Because she's like, how do you not read it? I said, I feel it, and if I don't like the way it feels, I throw it away. 
I keep the jaw stuff, Johnny. Johnny, if it ain't good when I feel it, I, feel, I don't feel this is going to be edifying. <laughs> I feel it like you, you are the devil. This is not going to be edifying. <laughs> yeah, I had him like, you know, it's a praise God. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What is the gospel of the kingdom of God? I didn't know there was one. John said he came preaching it. Look what he said in verse 16. He said, here is the gospel. Now he walked by the sea. He saw Simon, Andrew's brother, cast out. Oh, wait, wait, 15. Where we go? You, you had it better than I did. He said, in saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the what? The gospel. He said, this is the kingdom of God. You repent from your ways and you believe the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is the gospel of the kingdom. What is that? That's how God does stuff. So now listen to the formal definition. You ready? For all my note takers, here's the formal definition. What is it? Okay, the kingdom of God is the realm where God exists in complete authority, full of righteousness, holiness, where his rule is acknowledged in the hearts of believers. It's all God and it's all his rule, which has moral and spiritual force that people, don't, that people cannot have without God. So here it is. The kingdom of heaven is more of a distinction from the earth. So here's the best way to put it. This is my best definition I can give you. The kingdom of God, write this down for all the note takers. The kingdom of God is the opposite of man and the kingdom of heaven is opposite of the earth. The kingdom of God is the opposite of man, okay? How man does things. And the kingdom of heaven is opposite how the earth does things. Did you get that? So the kingdom of God is opposite from man's system. Okay, so man's system says this, and the kingdom system says this. And the kingdom of heaven is different than the earth system. So when the kingdom of heaven says, hey, so like, right? So look at the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God says, hey, forgive. The earth says, and you don't forgive that stuff. The kingdom of man says one thing. The kingdom of God says something else. The kingdom of earth says one something, and the kingdom of heaven says something else. Did you get that? So you can't come in this thing and play by the rules here without God. Now, how many know, right? Hey, if somebody, right, somebody does something against you, we're supposed to forgive. The earth ain't forgiving nobody. They holding everybody accountable. You live on a different, so how can you do that? I live by a different system. You see what I'm saying? So sooner or later, you have to take your system and put it in that world. You have to live the kingdom of God within that world out there. And when you start living it, they are not going to get you. You are definitely an alien from a different planet. They do not understand you. Like, you go to church on Sunday morning. Yeah, why? Because in the kingdom principles, it says, forsake not your assembling with one another in the church. So that's why I go. Come on, you see this? I live on a different kingdom rule. I live on different kingdom principles. This is what I do. Even from the giving to the believing to the lifestyle to everything, okay? Now look at this, right? Look at, look at Matthew 6.33. Just, we're going to skip ahead, okay? You doing all right? Matthew 6.33, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See that? Seek first the kingdom. Well, what, what's the kingdom? It's God's way of doing things. When you seek first the kingdom, then God will add all these things. Are we seeking first the kingdom? You know what I'm saying? So if I'm seeking first the kingdom, this is what I'm doing. Hey, God, how would you do this? What's a, king, what's a kingdom marriage look like? Don't look like the world. Look, right, check this out. Kingdom marriage is this. Hey, you love her 
like God loved the church. Sacrifice your life. Bro, you hanging out at the bar with those goobers? Those idiots are telling you, man, you got to get rid of that ball and chain. She's a nag. Why you got that naggy old lady for? Just like her mom. Look, don't play games. I know what you're doing. Come on, right? Oh, ladies, you want to see even better? Hey, ladies, listen. The church is like, listen, love her like God loved the church, sacrifice her. But the girls, hey, you need to submit in your husband. Yeah, right. Pop that out there in that crazy world we live in and say submission. Even mention the word. And we understand the proper order of that, meaning like not lord over, but be called alongside and be kind of covered by your husband. Yeah, bring that out there and see what they say about that. Yeah, them nuts are going to tell you, don't you know you ain't letting no man do this to you? Ain't nobody doing nothing to you. I'd smack him in the head faster than you would. I'm not talking controlling crazy. I'm talking about you think that world believes that's a normal behavior pattern? Get it. Stop it. You lie. They think you're crazy doing this stuff. Come on. And you think it's going to get better? We live on different principles. Raise up the kids the way they shall go. They shall not depart. Well, you know, little Johnny came home and he thinks he's an alien. These idiots are like buying spaceships for the kid. You know, I thought I was Batman when I was five. I thought I was Zorro and fell through a glass table. My mother would tell you all about it. Remember that one? I thought I was a sword fighter and fell through the glass table. You don't remember that? You remember it, right? Guess what? How many of you know if I showed up today, did I not? I fell through the glass table, thought I was Zorro, didn't know it was in back of me because I thought I was dueling and went backwards and fell over and thank God I didn't get scratched. Can you imagine me now at 51? I know I look good for 51. With a mask on. What, Tony, I pull out my sword and go, hey, I'm Zorro. I never grew up. Hey, you want to come play? You'd be putting me in a place where I would need to get help. Hello? There's nothing wrong with the help. We all need a little help. Can't we all get a little help? Yes. Okay. Are you pulling this in? When little Johnny comes home and thinks he's Batman at six, you got to tell little Johnny what's up. Look, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm helping you. Okay. Are you getting the, the drift? So when you come in there and produce godly principles that say, this is what the word of God say, you as parents are coming under pressure that's out in that world. Don't tell me you're not. Tell your kid, take his Bible to church. You got to fight, baby. Come on. You tell little Johnny when you go to church, you could share your faith. Yeah, you're going to get a phone call. You know what I told these kids? You say whatever you want to say. I used to tell Lauren, go, I sure, you ask her. I said, Lauren, if you stand up on the table at lunch in the cafeteria and start preaching the gospel, I'll be the first guy down there to say everything's all right. Go for it. She would never do that. But if he gets in trouble for his belief, I'll be the first one there to defend him. Right. Why? Who are you to say what somebody cannot say? Right. Who are you to try to control and condemn someone for a belief system that's different than your own? I don't judge you. Don't judge me. And don't judge him. You see what I'm saying? But you're supposed to sit over there and say nothing because, you know, you can't share your faith at work. I had a Bible study with the, with the, with the guys. Okay, these are grown men. I said, what's, what's a little, he brought the one dude in there. I said, what's that little secretary? That's the new lawyer guy. And he said, yeah. I said, he don't look like he, he doesn't really look like he wants to be here. He said, I told him they all need to be here. I pay him. <laughs> I love it. What law is that breaking? I don't know. Probably one legal one, but I didn't care. Why? I'm not saying you got to force anybody, but what I'm saying is if this is your system of belief, why should you back up on it? Why are you so nervous to tell your neighbor what you believe? Because no, stop it. 
I'm telling you, you need to hear this stuff because I know it's not popular and I know it's hard and I know it's tough and I know you come under it. And when you kind of sometimes hold these values and it looks like your values are being shaken, not because of pressure, just because of what you're going through, don't let go of what you're holding on to. Don't let go of the family coming together and going to church. Don't let go of you guys believe in a different way. Don't let go of you guys praying and don't let go of you guys doing and don't, get, don't let go of it. I'm going to tell you why. This new brand of Christianity, as far as I'm concerned, you could stick it. It ain't worth it. It's comp. Oh, you comfortable? You this, that? No, 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 no. Look, I'm not trying to make it hard, but you know what I'm saying. There's a, what is the kingdom of heaven? Repent. You don't hear repent no more. You hear God will put up with it. God will tolerate it. God will deal with it. God's a God of love. No, guess what? Repent and do what? Preach the gospel. Believe the gospel of the kingdom. Turn your way. Lean your path. Go where you're going. Come on. Kingdom principles got to start being established, and they got to start being established not just in you, but around you. That's right. You got to take these things up and go, hey, this is what we do. This is, how we, this is how we do life. Look what it says here. Now, this is big. I like this. Because this is what you got to understand. Jesus, yeah, because the kingdom of heaven does not, the kingdom of heaven, look at Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13. This is really important. I know this is kind of like, you know, I'm going to let you go in about four minutes. Okay. Colossians 1.13. You liking this stuff? Look at Colossians 1.13. He said this. He said, who had delivered us from what? The power of darkness. And has what? Into what? Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. What do you mean? He said, I took you out of one place, kingdom, and I put you in a new one. Now here's the thing. If I'm in the kingdom of God, I, now here's the problem with the church. You, one minute, you don't know whether they know kingdom principles or not. Because they sound like the world. There's a lot of that creeped in where it's like, it looks like the world, sounds like the world, feels like the world. It might just be the world. Come on. You know, like, well, you know everything. No, 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 no. The king doesn't bend the rules just because they're not comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at those kingdom principles and absorb them and say, hey, these are some of the things that I got to adjust. Listen to this, right? I like this, right? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by what? By force. That's the truth right here. Now look at Jesus. I'm going to give you this, and I'll let you go. Come over here to, uh, I'm telling you, man, go to, go to Matthew 12, because I think Matthew 12 22 is important for you to see this because these are the principles we're going to be talking about in the next season, and I want you to get this. Matthew 12, 22, when you see this, we're going to read it. This is what Jesus, he finds a, a, a man that was possessed, and I don't want to freak you out, but this is what he did. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him in so much so that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. It's a miracle, right? Look at 23. How many know he's in the miracle business? And all people were amazed and said, is this not the son of David? Right? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Now, watch. You know what's funny? I thought about this. It's funny how the Pharisees knew that sickness and disease came from the devil, but the church don't. So we don't talk like that no more. Well, sickness and disease, we tolerate it. No, sickness and disease came from the pit of hell. That's a kingdom principle. See what I'm saying? And you start running around, and like you run in the hospital and go lay hands on somebody, people looking at you like you got marbles in your head. But guess what? That's the answer of the kingdom. 
Lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover. You know what I mean? You do the best you can with what you got, but you know what I'm saying. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said, in every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. If you got a divided kingdom, you're in trouble. And if you got a divided house, you ain't going to stand. You're ha- this is why you can't have no strife and no division in your house. It ain't going to make it. Well, I think this. Don't. I think that. Don't. Find agreement. Even if you can't find a place to agree, Find a place to agree and then move forward later, but find agreement. Stop the division. Get the strife out. Fighting over nothing. Arguing over stupid stuff. Cut it out. For what? For what reason? Wasting time. Right? Shall not what? Stand. Look at 26. Here we go. And if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. You see it? How shall his kingdom stand? He said, no. He said, no. That ain't how. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, how do you guys do it? You know what I'm saying? He's like saying, like, so you're saying I'm the, mon- the devil. And not, no, he goes, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Watch this. And if Beelzebub cast out devils by how do you children you cast them out? Watch 28. Here we go. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, watch this. Then the kingdom of God is what? Come unto you. When the kingdom of God shows up, guess what? You get the spirit of God to move. Now watch this now. Go back to 28. Let them just see this. If I cast out devils, see it? The what? Now, don't get lost here. The Spirit of God is what? The Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he says, if I'm doing this, the kingdom showed up. The authority of the kingdom shows up through the Spirit of God. You seeing this? So he's saying, how do I do it? He said, if you see this, and he said once place, he said, if you see this by the finger of God, the finger of heaven, power showed up. Power to deliver. Now watch the next verse. Watch this. How can one enter a strong man, enemy, and spoil his goods, except he first bind a strong man? Then he'll spoil the house. Look at the next one. He that is not with me is against me, and he that the eyes scattered abroad. What is he saying? He said a stronger than him has to show up and bind him. And the kingdom rule and reign shows up and takes authority over it. Here's what God's saying. He's saying, look, you want to know how you do this thing? You figure out how much of the kingdom of God. See, the spirit of God's on you. But guess what? If you don't bind a strong man, you ain't, you ain't going to overcome it. So you can't let that, you can't let the enemy run rampant in this stuff and not expect you're going to have a spirit, you're going to have a spiritual fight, but you don't fight with your hands. You fight in the spirit, you fight with authority. Amen. And you got to show up stronger than him. Yep. How, do you, how do you spoil his house? Mm. You show up with a stronger and you bind him up. Yep. You see it? Authority. Are you getting that? Now, I don't want to lose you. Do you understand what it means by that? Jesus said, you know how I do this? He goes, I show up stronger than my adversary, and I bind them. Now, you say, what in the heaven? How do you bind those thoughts that keep coming in your mind? With authority. How do you bind those feelings that keep showing up? With authority. How do you bind those, that stuff? You, with authority. You see this stuff? You got to get ready to understand that everything in that earth is antichrist coming against you, and you got to stand in the Christ in the earth to what? Dominate it. I'm telling you, see it? You got to pull this in. So you got to understand that, yeah, you're going to go through. You can hit it. You, you got to understand, yeah, you can go through this stuff, but you got to start enforcing kingdom principles now. Does that make sense? Look, I don't want to lose you here, but you know what this is coming down to. This is real simple. You're going to be out there in the Antichrist world, 
walking around with God inside of you and everything's going to produce opposition and you better not start leaning in your own understanding to figure out how you're going to do this. You got to what? In the spirit, bind that mess. I bind them crazy people I got to work with. I bind them crazy attitudes. I bind that crazy. Look, you got an adversary, the devil. You know, I said this to somebody, uh, we were talking about this. I said, if God's not your father, then the enemy is. See, this stuff's all easy, simple one-on-ones, but people don't want to believe it. Well, man, my neighbor's real nice, but they don't have Jesus. Well, then they got the father of the devil. That's what the Bible says. But that's not nice. There ain't nothing nice about the gospel. It's the truth. Now, the only reason why they're lost is one of you didn't go preach to them. And if you choose to reject, that's your own business. But stop playing with this stuff and thinking this thing ain't spiritual. It's a lot more spiritual than you think it is. Jesus said it for the beginning. Now, I'm not ostracizing people or being mean, but here's what I said. A stronger than him must show up and bind it. That's how you win. That's how you fight your battles, right? Come on. Right? But then why are you walking around in a natural world with spiritual tools and sitting there like a natural person? They, they don't understand you. They ain't going to understand you. They don't want to understand you. I'm okay with that, but here's the day. I, I'm going to win. How, does, how do you spoil his goods? You show up stronger than him. And bind him. Command it. I'm not thinking like that no more. I'm not living like that no more. I'm not walking through that no more. I ain't doing that. No, we out of this. We're out of this. And then you start building them. You start, like, you know, you ever see, like, when they build those houses on the beach, they take those big old, those big old telephone poles, and they pound them. They just keep bang, bang. You're on I-4, right? They've been building that thing for 700 years, right? And you got those girders all up there. Boom, boom, boom. You ever watch them build one of those retaining walls and it holds all that water back? You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom. Boom. You got to just take that truth and just keep pounding it. Boom. Boom. Into you. To the point where when a storm comes, that thing ain't going nowhere. Right. It'll take them waves. It'll take them hurricanes of light. It'll take it all. Right on. Why? It ain't budging. Because I pounded that pylon deep in the dirt. I got them kingdom principles pounded deep in the dirt. And you ain't got to, listen to me, you ain't got to be rude and you don't have to be those people. But you, could, you don't have to yell to win an argument. That's crazy. When you got the truth, there's no yelling. Sit there and go, hey, here it is. But don't you compromise what you know to be the truth because everybody else has compromised theirs. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Don't come looking in the church. And this is why we're on this. Don't come looking in the church and think you're going to see a lot of it. Because if you put a poll in this church, you'd be scared to see the results worldwide. How many of you okay with this? Well, you know, I'm okay with that. God ain't. But God's a God of love. He's also a God of principle. Well, you know, God's just a God of love, and he's such a God of love, he, he will never, his love will never override his principles. His principles will override his love. Prove it. You want to see it? He's loved every one of those guys in the Bible, but he never changed his principles because he loved them. He said, hey, you want to come? Follow me, follow me. But that, remember when he preached and he said, are you going? And Peter looked at him and said, where are we going to go? You got the words of eternal life. He said, well, the other 5,000 left. You can leave too because I'm not changing my principles because you got to be comforted. I'm walking in truth. And if you want to walk with me, this is how we walk. But if you don't want to walk with me, that's your own business. He didn't run them down. He didn't go chase them down and go, hey, are you guys still going to follow me? 
He's like, follow me, you follow me. You don't follow me, I don't care. I love you, but guess what? I'm not changing my principles, so you'll what? You'll follow me. This ain't easy, man, but this is God's honest truth. And you know what this does when you go home? You really look and go, hey, how many of them core principles we, we compromise in? How many kingdom principles are we maybe not really keeping before our eyes because we got, a little, we got a little bit of like, you know, we got a little comfortable in, you know, not being a little bit. You ain't got to tell nobody. Ain't nobody's business, man. But you better make those adjustments on the inside because as that thing gets darker, man, you got to stay bright. Got to. You know, and I know sometimes it's like, man, this ain't, this ain't, but you know what? Hey, how about with this? How about you please the king? Because you can't be a man pleaser and be a God pleaser at the same time. It don't work. When you please God, you probably won't please man, but it's okay. And you, don't gotta, you, ain't, gotta, you ain't doing it on no other purpose. Isn't that all right? It's good stuff. It's going to get even better as we go. Okay, stand up on your feet. It really is. Yeah, it is. Because you know what happens? And I know what happens, guys. Because look, I see it. Like, man, you know, it's like almost like you take a hit for living kingdom principles. You do a little bit, you know. Like, you start becoming those people. You know, oh, those, 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 those are a little bit. Yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, the, like I got it even like, yeah, but here's the thing. I'm not going to sacrifice my beliefs for other people's comfort. Can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So be strong in these things that God's got for you. And you start building that new lifestyle on that. Because here's the thing, man, when it's all said and done, that's all that's going to matter. What you do for the kingdom is the only thing that's going to last. See, Jesus said this at the, end of, at the end of the book. He says this. He says, here's what we're going to do. I, I give you the quick notes. Here's what he does. We all go to heaven, and when we get to heaven, he goes, okay, let's try your works. Not whether you should be here or not, because you already passed that testament and you got born again. He goes, let's try your works, and we'll see. If it makes it through the fire and it doesn't burn up, you can keep it. If it doesn't, it's nothing. So he tries it. And then we come out the other side, and then we see basically, the, I, don't know, I don't know what the reward system is, but, but how about you? He looks down at you and goes, hey, you kept kingdom principles. It wasn't easy. You, you, you stood for kingdom standards when others, he wasn't going to compare you to one another, but he, he said, you followed my thing. Don't you think there's something waiting for you on the other side? Standing against the opposition. Stand, I mean, I want, I, I, can you imagine? I don't want to be a punk when I get to heaven. You know what I mean? Like you put the crown down. It's like, Sorry. You know, you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine, like, I don't know what it looks like. I mean, imagine you see Jesus, like, at the crown, you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of did. No, man. You want to be, you want to be, you want to be what you, you are called to be, a believer. But here's what I got to let you know. You're a, lot, a whole lot stronger than you think you are. You are. You are. And I'm telling you, the more you start sharing, you start sharing these ideas with yourself and Thinking about those things like, man, you know what? I am. I'm making a difference, man. I'm going to make a difference in my family. And I'm going to make a difference in my friends. I'm going to make a difference in life. And then I'm gonna, we'll see where this goes from there. All right? But you're doing the right thing. I tell you that. It's true. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. Just close your eyes. Just ask God to help you. Say, Jesus, thank you for helping me walk out kingdom responsibilities. I want to fulfill my kingdom, kingdom obligations. Thank you, Lord, for making me aware. And thank you for making me strong in the Lord and the power of his might. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. And just close your eyes for a minute. You can put your hands down. Pastor is going to talk to you. Maybe there's some of you here today who you're not living in the kingdom principles because you haven't first entered into the kingdom. Mm. And just everyone in this place, just close your eyes. And I want you just to take a moment and I want you just to look into your own heart and ask yourself, have I made Jesus the Lord of my life? Yes. Have I asked him to be my savior? Have Thank I you. asked him to be my Lord? Have I made a commitment you, to live my life for him? And if that yes. answer is yes, that's amazing. And maybe some of you say, I did it a long time ago, but I don't think I'm living like that now. Today is the greatest day of your life. Because the day is the day that you can step out of darkness into the light. Mm. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean your life's going to be magically easier. Mm. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything's just going to be wonderful and great. What it means is that when you walk through difficult situations, you have someone standing right beside you who says, I'm here and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Yeah. When you give your life to Jesus, it means that no matter what you face, you have an advocate, you have a comforter, you have a friend, you have someone who's going to battle with you and for you. And it means that when everyone else has left you, that he's still there bringing you comfort, bringing you love, and bringing you peace. I want you just to ask yourself a question right now. Say, hey, I made Jesus the Lord of my life. Mm. And if you say, you know what, I can't answer yes. that question with a yes, would you just do me a favor and just reach your hand up to heaven and say, today is the day that I want to make him my Savior. Thank you, Lord. Today is the day I want to make him my Lord. Just raise your hand right now all over this place. If you say that you want to make him your Lord and Savior, if you're watching online, you can do this right there from where you're at. And I want everyone in this place right now just to take a minute. Let's just say this out loud. Say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for me. You died for me. So I ask you right now. So I ask you right now. To forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I commit. I commit. To living my life. To living my life. From this day forward. From this day forward. As your child. As your child. And as you being the king of my life. And as you being the king of my life. Right now. Right now. I receive you. I receive you. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. That you are my Lord. You're my Lord. And you are my Savior. My Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.